I got what you love. I am your plug. Uh, uh. And we are back. Back again. It's another episode of the Hoop Plug. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And man, does it feel good to get back on wax? And you already know, as always, rocking with you. It's your boy Faraz. And with me, I got my main man, Stir Fry Time the Building. How you doing, brother? Doing well, man. How are you? Doing well, dog. You already know, man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, got a lot of a lot of sports in the last week. A lot of stuff to catch back up on. You know what I'm saying? It's been a it's been a minute. You know what I'm saying? A long-awaited episode of the Hoop Plug, but it's here now, and we are back. Yes, sir. It's the return of the one and only Faraz, co-host of the Plug. You know, we had to get one episode <laughs> off. We couldn't leave the fans waiting for too long. So shout out to Fick for stepping in. But it's always good to have Faraz back on the podcast. Appreciate you, my man. And real quick, yo, shouts out to my dog, Fick. You know what I'm saying? Just a quick background on my boy. You know, he was a little hesitant to do the plug first couple times. I don't mean to put you on blast, but I'm I'm proud of the growth. And he co-hosted the pod with my man last episode. You know what I'm saying? Besides for some hot takes on LeBron and GOAT, and we're not even going to get into that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, you did a good job, my boy. Shouts out to you. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And, and Fick is not where the shout outs end. We have to shout out the Tampa Bay Buccaneers winning their first Super Bowl in franchise history. The Bucks managed to make a generational quarterback. My homeboy Patrick Mahomes looked like a novice. And uh, that is something that's truly commendable. The only thing worth more praise in that Super Bowl win is their Super Bowl celebration. Oh, man. And when you're the GOAT. And you win seven. You win with the best of them. You know, you damn right going <laughs> to celebrate with the best of them. And uh, Tom Brady, needless to say, he was in rare form. You know, we hear about Florida. We hear about Tampa. You know, with all due respect, the ratchetness of said aforementioned places. And I think Tom Brady, you know, I think he's fitting in just splendid. What do you say? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I couldn't agree more. Because we all saw that video of Tom tossing that Lombardi trophy it's safe to say that man went full Florida boy last night at that celebration. Yeah, he was wildin', bro. Like, that Tampa Bay, man, there's, like, loot. There's booty in there from the Pirate Days, dog. If that Lombardi trophy goes in there, ain't nobody getting that back, bro. He was big bugging, but, you know, nonetheless deserved it. And I just want to touch real quick. What a performance, man. Last year, Super Bowl winner. You know what I'm saying? Super Bowl MVP. We have Patrick Mahomes. Who really, you know, Tom Brady, his offense, he did his thing. But the Bucks defense, man, they really put the clamps on this guy. And, you know, Mahomes is impressive nonetheless. Uh, but, you know, his receivers weren't there. It just, it's crazy to think that's the same team that you saw lighting people up for 30 and 40 and 50 all season long and all playoffs leading up to the Super Bowl. I think it just goes to show how great a player like Tom Brady can be, how big his impact can be. Because, you know, you have a Tampa Bay team, you know, Last year, hasn't made the playoffs for years, you know what I'm saying? And in one season, not only do they make the playoffs, they win a Super Bowl, and they do it in, in, in really just Tom Brady fashion. It was a great sight to see, you know? Yeah, man, that's the GOAT effect, you know? It kind of brings you back to shades of LeBron, and people might say, what? I mean, I understand that they're both old, but what are you talking about with LeBron? I'm talking about that player empowerment on another level. Like, we know there are leaders that lead on the court, but Tom Brady and LeBron are those leaders off the court and leaders in the front office, man. They're making moves. They're bringing players in, shipping players out. 
Look at what Tom Brady did. He brought in AB. He brought in Leonard Fournette. He brought Gronk out of retirement. All guys that scored touchdowns for that Tampa Bay victory. So, Thanks. man, big shout out Tom Brady on his seventh ring. You said it perfect, man. Goaded, goat effect. You know what I'm saying? Not too many people have the effect a player like Tom does, you know? And uh, shouts out. Enjoy your seventh ring. And he said it. You mentioned the Instagram post to me earlier. We're going to talk about it. My guy, you know, he showed the celebration. He threw up the seven fingers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it showed them handling the Chiefs with ease, you know? And at the end of that video, you see my guy throwing the Lombardi. But before he ends it, he goes, we're back. We're going to be back next year, you know? Uh, and we'll see, man. I think they really have the chance to go out and go for number eight, right? So, Shouts out to you, Tom Brady. Let's just let you enjoy this one before we start thinking about the next one. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. And always, you know what I'm saying, here on the Hoop Plug, we show love to a few players. You know, we show love to the whole league. You know what I'm saying? If you ball out, you're going to get your respect and your love that you will rightfully deserve on the Hoop Plug. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, some players... They, they get a little bit more than than others, and it's for specific reasons. And, you know, one of those guys who, who gets tons of love on the plug, my guy Steph, my guy Wardell, <laughs> Wardell Curry, you know what I'm saying? This guy has been an absolute force as of late, you know what I'm saying? He's brought this Warriors team who, first few games are looking pretty dismal. It's like, how many times can you put up 30, 40, you know what I'm saying, 50 to get some dubs? He scored 60, 61, 62, whatever he scored, 60, and they lost, you know? But uh, Steph Curry, man, as of late, his, he's been able to rally the team around him. You know what I'm saying? He's been able to help them pick up their play, and the team is starting to look good right now. They're 13 and 12, winning a majority of their games, no longer really getting blown out like that. And I think it's, I think we got to say, man, Steph belongs in that MVP talk, that MVP race. You know what I'm saying? Big facts. And uh, not all points are created equal. So when you see a guy on a bad team as a second or third option go off for 30 one night here or there, it's not as impressive when Steph, the sole scorer on a team full of 15 players, is going out there and putting up 30 every night. They know what he wants to do. They know where he wants to shoot from, and he's still getting off. That is wild to me. He does deserve more talk, more praise, more recognition, all that in this MVP conversation, because what he's doing is truly crazy. Yeah, like, I mean, come on. His last three games, let's just read you how many points this guy scored. 32 against the Spurs, 32 against the Spurs the night before, and then a six against the Mavericks. He scores 57, dude. 19 for 31 from the field, 11 for 19 from three-point land. Like, the dude has just been insane. You know what I'm saying? They win two out of their last three, but... Man, Steph has just been absolutely a monster. He scored over 50 twice this season already. You know, they've only 25 games in. Steph has been an absolute force. Like, And I don't let's know acknowledge the, the effort, the stamina it takes to even get off 12 three-point shots when you're the best shooter in the game, best shooter yeah. in the history of the game. Like, the whole game plan is do not let Steph shoot. And the fact that even he's able to get 13 of these off is crazy. Dude, dude is getting quadruple team every single time down the floor. Like, literally, maybe not every time, but at least double and tripled every time down the floor. He's seen two when he crosses the half. 
Like at least, bro. Yeah, dog. What? It's Dude, wild. And, and, and don't mention they have Draymond on the court with him, so there's no one even guarding him. Like his man is always on <laughs> Steph. It's pretty much a box and one he's going up on every night, and he's still getting off. Bro, it, it really um as my man Flight would say, look at Curry, man. So inspirational. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> this guy, Curry, dude. Man, i never seen anything like 30. There's really no other way to put it, you know? Mm. And the rest of the scrubs on his team, I don't mean to just disrespect <laughs> them like that. But they're starting to pick it up. So, I mean, it's is a long season. Obviously, Steph is, you know, going to be an all-star, you know? But uh, let's see. If they can win some games, I think... Steph is very much MVP candidate this year. And most people might turn their nose at 13 and 12. That's what their record stands at. That's how their record stands at the time of recording. But you just mentioned it. Look at the roster. Can you name four guys on this roster? <laughs> Facts. You got Draymond. You can, okay, you can name four because of Wiseman, Draymond, Steph, and maybe you can squeeze out a fourth. But you can't name over four. But Wiseman's missed some games as of late. I don't know if he played in the last couple, but he definitely missed the Mavs game and a few games before that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he really doesn't have much to work with. I mean, when when Damian Lee is, like, a guy that you, you're you constantly thinking about when it comes to the Warriors, you know something is up. Like, the Warriors, when you think of the Warriors, you're used to thinking of Curry and Steph, and, excuse me, Curry and Clay and, I mean, even Draymond at times, but KD, you know? You're not really thinking about no Damian Lee or whatever this guy's name is, you know? So... I mean, I think Steph's been really putting in that work, and it shows. Oh, that's all facts. Yeah, all I don't right. disrespect Damian Lee like that. He's kind of been balling, but still. <laughs> and I think that's his sister's husband, so we'll hold it down. Yeah, you see? It's just a lot of... That's how they fill out the roster now. It's just, are you a friend? Family friend? Yeah, you, you can come play on the squad. No, I heard what they make them do is they make them shoot 100 threes, and if they make at least 55 of them, they're like, yeah, you could be on the squad. <laughs> That's the criteria, bro, from now on to be on the Warriors. All right, bro. We got to talk about something I'm very excited about. The biggest, most well-known basketball family around the NBA. We're talking about the Triple Bs, the Ball Brothers. It's time for a little check-in because your boy LaMelo has been snapping down in Charlotte. Yo. This might be Charlotte's savior. They better pray he doesn't walk to make his dad's dream a reality. But for now, LaMelo is going off 22-6-6 on 51% from deep since being moved into that starting lineup. It's crazy that it took an injury for their head coach to stop playing games and just give the man the run he deserves. But nonetheless... He took that opportunity by the horns and is absolutely going off. Bro, he's on a short list for the NBA's most polarizing rookies. Like <laughs> You might think LeBron, Magic might come to mind with what he did his rookie year, jumping center and winning a finals. But, bro, he's top three most exciting rookies ever, and he ain't three, and he's probably not two either. Yeah, he's getting, he's getting a lot of love. I mean, and, and let's just talk about, you know, recent rookies and memories because we've had we've had a lot of big names in, in the top one top two so let's start with ben simmons class ben simmons coming out you know what i'm saying he got a lot of hype he was touted at the next as the next wait LeBron. uh which rookie year for ben simmons are you talking about the first or the second one yo i'm dead let's let's <laughs> let's say the first one let's say the first okay. one he got he was coming out of college i'm dead yo that's big shots to the sixers fan screw philly i'm sorry I, I <laughs> Damn, that's, that's how i feel that's 
That's the energy I'm coming with. You know what I'm saying? But I digress. So, you know what I'm saying? Ben Simmons, he was supposed to be the next LeBron. He's the value value version, smart sense version. The dude is a bum. I'm sorry. That's one. Two, then you had the guys like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and all those other guys who, you know what I'm saying? They were they were good. You know what I'm saying? But uh, they're not they're not like... They're not, you know what I'm saying, anything crazy. And the hype around them wasn't like, you know what I'm saying, certain players. Then let's even move closer to last year. We had Zion. Crazy hype about Zion. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I'll be honest. I think LaMelo is matching that hype. Obviously, LaMelo is getting a chance to play in his rookie year. Something Zion didn't get to do. But I would say LaMelo is, like you said, he's on that list. He's on that caliber of when it comes to exciting. We've been waiting for LaMelo to play in the NBA for about five, six years now. Everyone That's always nice. said he'd best he'd be the best ball brother. And, I mean, so far, the man is showing it. Like you said, he's been snapping last six games, 22-6-6. Six, six. He's got a 24-pointer in there, 34-pointer, 22-pointer in there. The guy is just balling. You know what I'm saying? He's yeah, not just doing it. Now, go ahead. And then that game where he scored 24 could have easily went for 30. I mean, he was in foul trouble from the second quarter, picked up his fourth foul early in the third when he just scored his 24th point. Bro, he was going to go for 30 easy that night. And I just got to mention, bro, the dude went 7 for 12 from three-point line, 7 for 18 from the field. Literally 24 points on threes. The dude did not even attempt to drive. And he had seven rebounds, ten assists. Like I'm, This is someone who I'm assuming... When you do that, he's not on the gas all the way. So imagine someone like them, two, three years in, who's on the gas all the way. Well, he can give you night in, night out. You feel what I'm saying? So I think the sky's the limit for LaMelo, you know? And this might say the most about just how much excitement there really is around LaMelo Ball. This is a guy that managed to steal headlines from Zion Williamson, the guy everyone thought was going to be LeBron's second son. Like... <laughs> Zion has went from overrated to underrated in a matter of six months, and it's all has to do with LaMelo Ball. Uh, That's crazy. No, I mean, I think that, again, that speaks volumes to to the level, the, the, the amount of respect that he garners, not only on the floor, but off the floor. Like, people people want to see this. Like, LaMelo, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, he, he answers the interviews well. He gives the fans what they want. You know what I'm saying? Not to say that I'm not a huge Melo fan. I'm not a hater of the guy. But in the same token, like, he's polarizing for sure, no doubt, you know? And same thing we saw with Lonzo coming in. But the only difference now is LaMelo's actually living up to those expectations, actually doing work, you know? Speaking of Lonzo, Zion isn't the only Pelican LaMelo's stolen the spotlight from. (laughs) So, uh, yo, Lonzo's definitely fell under the radar. The only reason you're hearing about him is trade rumors nowadays, but he's low-key put together a a stretch of solid games, um, around 15 points over his last five, seven assists. But um, it's definitely not where you thought he'd be in year three. That's that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about Lonzo, you know, especially his his rookie year in, at UCLA, excuse me, his freshman year at UCLA. We're talking about him coming into the league and, you know what I'm saying, being a point god. And, I mean, I understand first year, maybe second year, we'll give you some leeway, but by the third year, you should have, you know, all those kind of kinks worked out already, you know. And consistency is, is Lonzo's biggest problem. We know the guy could hoop. You know what I'm saying? He broke the record in his rookie season for youngest player with a triple-double, then being surpassed by his baby bro. You feel what I'm saying? The dude can hoop. But consistency, man, and and 
it's going to get to a point where teams are no longer going to give him that chance or bet yeah, on him man. to finally sh- be consistent, you know? Yeah, and it's kind of sad. And by, my bad, I got to mention, this is actually his fourth season fourth season for Lonzo, not his third. You feel me? I'm not going to lie. When you said that, I was like, something sounds not <laughs> right, but, you know, Ty knows what he's talking about. So. But the thing is, with Lonzo, I think we all see he's capable, right? He's shown the flashes. We've seen the flashes. But he's not taking that opportunity. And you mentioned it. The clock is ticking. I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah he was a second overall pick. But the chances people are going to give you and teams are going to give you to li- really let you have the ball in your hands, they're only going to come around so often. And I know he's got Zion and I know they got Brendan Ingram that they're looking to to lead that team. But he is completely capable, in my eyes, of doing what LaMelo is doing. It's the aggressiveness and that attitude of believing you're that guy that is missing in Lonzo. Yeah, man. Uh, I think I think that's what it is. It's it's confidence issues. It's all those things, man. I mean, you said it, Lonzo. We just we just come to we've come to expect a lot more from him. He really hasn't been living up to the standards. He's in his fourth year. You know what I'm saying? Jason Tatum came in the year after him. Look at Jason Tatum, how he's doing. You know what I'm saying? Jason Tatum is really blossoming into a beast. Whereas we expected, like coming in. Lonzo Ball, like if you remember the hype base around the two, obviously you know separate draft classes. I believe were they different draft classes? They were right or the same. Lonzo, Lonzo and Tatum. Tatum. Oh yeah, they, I think they're the same. They're the same draft class. Okay, point is though, if you recall the hype around Lonzo at that point in time and the hype around Jason Tatum, like dude, like Lonzo, people were speaking about him like he really should be, you know, MVP candidate by year four, year five, right? He's in year four, dude, and you got to understand, for most players, year four, year five, that's your proving ground because you're about to get off your rookie contract. You're trying to get that big bag, and Lonzo's getting the opportunity. He's playing 30 minutes a night. You know what I'm saying? It's just we got to see it, bro. We got to see it. He's going to be a solid at, at, at the stats that he's pulling up right now. He's going to be a solid point guard, maybe starting point guard, having a solid career, never be an all-star. But that would be depressing. I mean, the guy was supposed to come in and just polarize the league, something like his brother is doing, and just really hasn't lived up to those expectations, you know? Yeah, we don't even need to touch on it too much, but just a reminder that Magic Johnson said this guy's jersey would be in the Raptors. So uh, four years check-in, not looking too well so far, but there's still hope. We'll see. We'll see. It's He's one of those guys that we shouldn't sell short too early, and I think that's the only reason why he's still getting the chance he's gotten. But nonetheless, like you said, we'll see. Wishing you luck, Lonzo, because you got a lot of haters to prove wrong. Moving on. We're headed to L.A., Staples Center, but not talking about the team you thought. The Los Angeles Clippers appear to be the real deal. Off to a good start. Paul George clicking on all cylinders. Kawhi doing what Kawhi does. And this team is rolling. Frost, what are you seeing out of the new look Clippers? I think, you know, the Clippers are starting to look like how they should have looked last year. You know what I'm saying? They're 17 and 8. They're third in the Western Conference behind, you know, last year's champs, the Lakers. And first place, you know, you could, no one would have called this, but the Utah Jazz have been playing out of their minds, you know. But nonetheless... The Clippers have been holding it down. I think their style of play is a lot more sustainable than the Jazz. You know what I'm saying? And we're going to see, you know, I think the Lakers and the Clippers are really going to really very much so going to be fighting for home court advantage throughout the entire season. With that being said, my boy, George Paul, 
Paul George. <laughs> he's uh he's kind of having a resurgence season. I mean, two years hard to say that for a guy who two years ago was in the MVP conversation, you know. But uh, my guy playoff P, he's been he's been fixing up those consistency issues, and I think that as long as he can keep this up throughout the playoffs and potential potential finals you never know uh we don't want to count them out too early i think they have a good shot i mean and obviously Kawhi, this goes unsaid he's a bucket he's gonna get his quiet 26 a night on 50 percent shooting from the field you know what i'm saying his 5.8 rebounds his 5.1 assists with his 1.8 steals the guy is an absolute beast you know there's nothing we, there's nothing that hasn't been said about Kawhi that we need to say the guy's a beast on both ends of the floor and he hauls it down the Clippers, you know, again, like I said, they're doing what they were supposed to do last year. Let's see if they can hold it down, you know? Yeah, and that was a good point mentioning that Kawhi is a machine. He's doing the same thing he did last year. There isn't much difference. The difference in that team is what Ty Lue has done to the culture and the slight elevation of regular season Paul George. Now, the key is going to be getting <laughs> that Paul George in the playoffs. But for now, this is working, right? It, it's working. Um, yeah. So often teams, oftentimes teams take on the personality of their star player I, I don't think this is anything new i mean the old warriors took on steph's personality they played fun they played loose they played free james harden rockets took on james personality they all were shooting step back threes they were all isolating lebron's lakers take on lebron's personality yep he's the model of consistency somehow anthony davis always injured comes to la and now he's playing every game and I think what you saw last year is that Kawhi's Clippers took on Kawhi's personality. Supremely talented, but often injured. And that team couldn't get it together because they were often injured. Kawhi was missing games, wouldn't even play back-to-backs. Paul George was in and out of the lineup. And they had injuries up and down that roster. That's a beautiful point that you made, bro. But now, now. What? Kawhi's playing back-to-backs. Kawhi's there. He seems committed. Reggie Jackson's talking about how much of he's grown as a leader. He's talking on the court. This Clippers team has turned the corner. I don't want anyone to be surprised in the playoffs when they look like a real threat. Because this team has turned the corner. The only team capable of beating them in the West now is the Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. No, I would agree, man. I think that, again, you made some beautiful points. I think that once Kawhi steps up like he has been this season, the, the, sky, the sky's the limit for these guys. Again, most pros, most NBA scouts, most NBA media personnel had the Clippers winning, winning it all last year. You know what I'm saying? So it's not. this is not something new. This is not something out of character for these guys. So... Again, you know, I wish them all luck when they're at their best. The best basketball in the NBA is being played between them, the Lakers. They're just, you get what I'm saying? But when the Clippers don't play well, we're, we as fans are missing out on some beautiful basketball. So let's see, man. I think it's going to be an interesting season to watch. And I think the Clippers, they're, they're positioning themselves to make a deep run in the playoffs this year. Yeah, man. And uh, I, I wish them the best, you know what I mean? I don't see a championship coming that would be a major failure if they don't get one, but I don't see one, especially with the emergence of what the Brooklyn Nets are doing out on the East Coast. Um, but I do wish them the best. Now, with that being said, we are back here at the Hoop Plug with one of y'all's favorite segments. You know what I'm saying? One of our favorite segments, too. Absolutely. The quick 
hitters. You know what I'm saying? And you guys know how this works. You know, we're going to bring a, a different varying topics. You know what I'm saying? We're going to touch on them, not touch on them too long. We're going to keep it fresh. We're going to keep it snappy. You know what I'm saying? And uh, without further ado, let's get into it. First one up. And I feel like it would be dope if we had like a, a baseball being hit out the park right now. <laughs> First one up, Knicks. The New York Knicks, everybody's favorite basketball team, are letting fans back into Madison Square Garden again February 23rd. Everyone's favorite. They're definitely my favorite. Uh, (laughs) But look, I'm excited about it. I don't know if I'll be there because with 2,000 seats, you got to think I am 100% priced out. But I do like the fact that there will be fans (laughs) back in the garden. Concerts also back in New York City. This is a great move for the city. Love it. Yeah, man, I think this helps get away of the little bit of the COVID funk we've been having. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's beautiful, beautiful to watch. All right, next up, Adam Silver putting out a press memo in response to the Dallas Mavericks' decision to not play the national anthem at basketball games, stating that all teams must comply with the league's mandate to play the national anthem before NBA basketball contest. Frost, what are your thoughts? Man, um, all I know is anything Mark Cuban supports, I'd say I'm down for. This guy, uh, he he's one of the dopest, dopest owners in the league. After I saw him support my boy Delante, he just cool all around, dude. The guy is down. You know what I'm saying? He's down for the movement. So I, I'm down. I, I like Mark Cuban. With that being said, the NBA, you know, not as much as I... Okay, I'm not necessarily saying I'm a big fan of the move, but you know they have to do what they have to do. You feel me? Yeah, it would be a process issue if you had one team doing something completely different than the other 29. I do understand it on that front. I was totally fine with what Mark Cuban did. Um, People argue that they don't want politics in sports. Uh, You can argue for or against the anthem being political, but the fact that it was attempting and that Mark Cuban was attempting to remove it. I don't know if the NBA's decision to push back against that is going to age well, but we'll see how this plays out. For sure. Um, With that being said, next up on Quick Hitters, one team has been absolutely on fire with that team being the Jazz over in Utah, man. They are absolutely running the West right now. Yeah, this is a team built like a 90s team, right? One big defender locking up the paint, seven-footer and Gobert, one dynamic scorer on the wing in Donovan Mitchell, and a bunch of other guys that space the floor and do their jobs. Uh, I like that this team is clicking right now. I don't know how sustainable it is. It seems like a short run more than a sustained success. More than sustained, sus, more than sustained <laughs> success, and like they found out a new way to win. Um, so I do expect them to fall back down to earth, but congrats to the Jazz for pulling this off so far. They put in that work, but like overall, if you compare their team to other teams, you know, I don't think it's sustainable, like you said. So, shouts out to them. They put in that work while they can. Let's see where it ends for them, you know? That's facts. All right, and last up, there's been a lot of conversation, a lot of controversy. LeBron James himself has pushed back on the idea of the NBA having an all-star game. But all signs, as of right now, look like the NBA is pushing full steam ahead. Faraz, is it a good idea for the NBA to host an all-star game? If they were bubbled up, you know what I'm saying? I would say, yeah, definitely all-star game. You feel me? But they're not bubbled up. Uh, you know, you're going to have literally players from every single team, every single part of the country, far, vast, wide, close, near, all that good stuff. You feel what I'm saying? They're all going to get together with their families. And, you know, people are going to be traveling to whatever city that is. I do not think that it's a good idea. Um, I, 
yeah. I agree with you. And not to mention, it's not just any players coming. It's the NBA's best players <laughs> and the guys that everyone wants to see. So if anything bad were to happen to them, not to mention that this All-Star game is scheduled to be in Atlanta and Magic City will be calling. Uh, that would ball. <laughs> that would all be bad for the league. Um, I don't think it's needed. But if they do have it, I will be watching. So. Yeah, that's that's no cap, and you already know, man, that Monday is going to be Magic City on a Monday for all those guys who uh, don't have to directly play, so you already know they're going to be hype. <laughs> Word. Anything else you want to touch on? I think that's it on the rundown. Nah, and that wraps it up for another episode of The Hoop Club. We are at number 39, approaching number 40, you know what I'm saying, and as always, Shouts out to you guys, the fans, you know what I'm saying? You guys are the reason why we do this. You guys keep us going, man, so shouts out to y'all. Yes, super shout out to anyone that made it to the end of the podcast. If you did, slide in our DMs, man. We want to hear back from the people that are supporting us. Uh, Let us know who you are. Maybe we'll even have something for you. I'm not promising anything because I definitely don't have anything. But (laughs) we will show some love for you showing some love. Thank y'all. For us, let them know where to put the flavor. Put some flavor in your ear.